The DeFalco Files is an entertainment-based program. Some memories of certain events might be fuzzy. All opinions are that of the host. Content might not be appropriate for children and some adults. Listener discretion is advised. And remember, the truth is here. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents The DeFalco Files with FSW owner Joe DeFalco and your host, Matt Michaels. Hey everybody, Matt Michaels here on The DeFalco Files with the owner and creator of FSW here in Las Vegas, the future stars of wrestling. Mr. Joe DeFalco and Joe, we got a big weekend coming up for you uh, with High Octane on Friday the 14th. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like we're, we're, we're putting together so many shows. It's like uh, it's, um, it's a great card, but it's like we're making posts and we got the Future Legends tournament. And I just got, you know, I guess I can say it because it'll probably be out of it. But we just got Casey Navarro included into the Future Legends tournament, and nice. Jay Vidal in the Future Legends tournament. So, and there's this kid out of England, really, really good, Joe Landau. We're trying to get him. He's trying to make it work to come out here. So you know, so there's so much going on, and it's yeah. like we got High Octane on the 14th. We got. Day of Reckoning, which is a casino show, but it's going to be at the FSW Arena on the 30th. Then we're coming back with one more high octane May 13th. And then we got Full Tilt 2, which starts Thursday, May 25th. And we take the break on Friday. We head over to Silver Nugget and work with uh, GCW on their event and stuff. And we'll be there for that. And then we come back Saturday and the Observer and Ed and Ben. And then we're supposed to do FSW GCW at 7. And it looks like we're going to lock in uh, Natural Born Killers on Saturday at 10.30 p.m. And then Joey's got the show on Sunday. And then we got the anniversary. And I'm trying to get the contract signed and make it official that we'll be back at the Silverton. That's for the, the anniversary show and for survival of the fittest and for the newly going to be named against all odds because impact messaged us last year about our against all odds that they had done for like three years and they stopped doing it. We called our show against all odds, ran it for like six years. Then they decided to bring it back and it's like, well, we have it copyrighted. And I'm like, okay, well, Scott, the show's in two weeks. I can't really change it. So this year we're going to have to come up with uh, something different. You know, we're leaning toward luck of the draw, so who knows? Uh, That is hysterical. Uh, Again, I find that so funny that out of everything Impact Wrestling could be concerned about, is a small independent wrestling company. Well, 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 I don't say small independent. We're a big independent. Big independent, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's not like it's not like they can come after you for those millions upon millions that the copyright. You know, but the, the funny thing is, against all odds, when we do it, 
the title of the show is more our show than theirs. Theirs is right. just called Against All Odds. Ours is Against All Odds because we do a rumble that you have right. to win and then wrestle the champ at the end of the night to try to win the title. That's Against All Odds. We try to do Iron Man matches. We try to do, right. you know, the, the, these type of matches, uh, uh, Iron Man, you know, I quit, whatever. Gauntlet, against the odds. We try to make the formula of the gimmick the gimmick. They just call it against all odds, and they run the same type of matches that they always do. It's like, Could you, could you call it, like, against the house? Since it's uh, kind of like Vegas. I, I jokingly said instead of against all odds, we call it against the uh, odds. Yeah. Against the odds. Fuck you yeah. Know? But yeah. I like luck of the draw. We've used that name before. And it's the right. luck of the draw because the big part of the show is the rumble. But right. it doesn't make sense for the other parts of the show. You know, right. unless we incorporate the luck of the draw. And we do something like a, you know, lethal lottery and things like that. So, like, hey, we're going to pick two names and the winner, it's the luck of the draw, gets a title shot. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, but I digress. All the way in November, so. You could, you could also do that with the actual stipulations, too, right? You could have three different stipulations and right. one pulled, and that's, yeah. Um. So coming up this uh, Friday, which uh, would be today when uh, people are listening, um, run down the card a little bit. Uh, one of the uh, more intriguing things is this uh, women's battle royal for, uh, you know, some of the, the new faces we're going to be seeing. Um, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about, what we're going to have, we got, we got Viva on the 14th and, you know, she just won uh, the Robbie at the Mecca, which was a one-off match that, you know, they, they were both two of our top, you know, women. So it's like, okay, they had a match. Well, she just came off a big feud with Maserati. So it's like, okay, well, what is available on the 14th that, we can do and have Viva wrestle. And it was like, well, we've never had a women's battle royal. Because we had talked about next year at uh, when, when we do against the odds, luck of the draw, to do a mini women's rumble where sure. the winner also gets a women title shot that night. And started going around, and, and Maserati's always, you know, tried to steer some of the people she's worked with toward us, you know, and utilizing the talent that we have. So it was like, okay, you know, locally, we know we got Alice Blair. We know we got Rochelle Riveter, who then turns out she's on the East Coast, so she's not going to be there. Okay, so we got Tanaya. So she'll be there. That's two. Then it's like, okay, we can use Zamaya from Arizona. Oh, wait, she has a show. So she can't be there. And I'm like, what the fuck? How am I going to get to 10 women when the few that we're using and Maz is out of town? So that's three we can't use. 
So then there's a, a girl named Brittany Brooks out of Arizona who's getting uh, a lot of good feedback. So contacted her. Boom, she was able to do it. J-Rod, who works for Knox Pro, she was able to do it. Uh, Milo, who we've used in the past and not in a long time, she's able to do it. Now, all of a sudden, we're up to five. Then I get a, a message from a young uh, talent from Dallas, Texas. She's about 20 years old. She's like, oh, I'll fly myself down. I want the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Checked out some of her stuff. She's still a little young. Uh, she's had 23 matches. Her name is Maya World. And I believe she's 20 years old. And she'll be there. And, you know, so now now we're at six. And we have one of our younger students, uh, Lahua, uh, who's had one match with another company. But she's progressed along to where she we feel she's ready. So now we're at seven. So it's like, man, we're, you know, we're still we're still struggling uh, to get that. And then all of a sudden, another one contacts me. And then I hit somebody else up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we can do it." So now I'm I'm pretty good. I'm at nine. And then um, Matt Vandegriff, uh, who's been doing the uh, New Japan Dojo, uh, right. he signed up to do the twelve week course there. And he hits me up, not hits me up. I finally see him yesterday because every Tuesday and Thursday he goes to California. So he goes, "Uh, hey, Joe, I got a girl that I'm doing the the dojo with. Uh, She's going to be in Vegas. Uh, Anyway, you know, I'm going to have her talk to you about training, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, okay. Ten minutes later, she walks in the door. And I'm like, oh, okay. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And he had mentioned that she had worked Ring of Honor. So then I started talking to her. I'm like, well, you know, normally we charge a drop-in rate of this. And, you know, but how long are you going to be around? Because, you know, if you're going to be around for three weeks and you're going to come to class five times, I'm not going to charge you that full rate. You know what I mean? And it was like, by the way, what's your uh, worker name? She goes, oh, Trisha Dora. I'm like, oh, I know who you are. Like, how long are you here? She goes, oh, I'm going to be in town for like three months. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we can work out a deal where you don't have to worry about paying for training. Give me a good deal. And now she's in the Battle Royal. So it's crazy how things work out that all of a sudden we have a top-notch talent that's going to be hanging out at FSW for the next three months. And who knows if she goes to california and stays there you know what i mean it's like she's like oh yeah i got a place here for a few months blah 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 i'm like oh well there's somebody that all of a sudden becomes a top contender for the fsw women's title so you know we're excited so it's going to be a 10 women battle royal uh jen savani's in it gypsy mag just moved to town from new mexico so those are the other two so now we are full with 10 women that will compete to wrestle uh, Viva Van at, at the end of the night. So, you know, it oversaturated the card in terms of matches because we had things set and uh, we were going to do some things. And then Jay Vidal became unavailable. So I had Mad Vandergriff. So now we just added 
Matt Vandergriff versus Chris Nasty on the show. So uh, Chris Nasty was going to be in town, and I had his uh, his girl in the Battle Royal. Well, it's kind of hard to have Chris Nasty sitting in the uh, locker room and not utilizing a guy that's talented like that. And I combined a couple of matches. So now we have uh, Class and Jordan Cruz as well as uh, Big Fonz making his debut, who's getting, you know, he's popping big. And, you know, fortunate to have him. And Judah Matthew made his return at Future Shock. And here's some big boys that are going to be battling it out in a four-way. So, you know, that's a big win for whoever, you know, scores that. And we have nine matches on the card. So there's the two women's matches, the Battle Royal and the, and that. Uh, we got Damian Drake and, and Cutthroat Cody that we've uh, uh, had booked before. We also have an interview segment with TBD. Uh, we announced that Ice Williams will defend against Alexander at Day of Reckoning on April 30th. So they're going to be having a little uh, tete-a-tete, I guess you could call it, uh, on that. And Danny Limelight and Slice Boogie, the bodega, they're going to be taking on Sky High, uh, yeah. which should be a really interesting match. The Regulators and Suavecitos. Uh, after regulators won a match, the Suavecitos jumped them, which is like, you know, their M.O. And Brett the Thread and Jacob Austin Young. So, yeah. man, if you like good wrestling, shit, you know, this might be that two-hour and 45-minute show, hopefully less than three hours. You know, we've been trying to do that, you know, that two-hour show. So, right. and that's going to be on uh, the FSW Network. And then we're happy to announce that instead of the linear traditional pay-per-views, uh, the new hot thing is <clears throat> Fight Plus, which, you know, all our stuff goes on Fight Plus after 30 days. But because of GCW and Revolver and the Bare Knuckles Fighting Championships, and it's a great value for the fans. It's $8 a month to go on Fight Plus. But now all these events are live. So day of reckoning, you don't have to pay 15 bucks. All you have to do is pay the eight bucks a month and you get to watch GCW show live. Every one of their collective matches was on there for eight bucks a month. And now FSW is, is proud to join that uh, and go on there. I guess they, they got the kind of the format from the IWTV where it's based on minutes watched, which it's kind of hard when GCW has got eight shows this month. You know, but they also help the brand by getting a lot more subscribers. You know, we like the idea of the, hey, network buy, you know, get six months free. But, man, this Fight Plus is is fantastic for $7.99 a month. There's probably 100 live events, seriously, on that channel that you're paying only eight bucks total for. Like, I'm not sure how there's money to be made by doing it that way, but I do know our pay-per-view numbers for the 15 bucks for the last three have, you know, been 60% less because, you know, everybody is going and, and going to the Fight Plus and they're able to watch 
shows the same day that didn't cost him anything because they've already paid for it. So it's like, why have a couple of hundred people watching when as a brand, that's fine and dandy, but I'd rather have 3,000 people or 5,000 people watching. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about budgets and cost effectiveness, you know, shit, we got D'Lo Brown on commentary. But he's barely getting a reach on the traditional pay-per-view on fight. And at least now people who can look at this company and be like, oh, I wasn't really that aware of him. I heard of him. Now they get to watch it and not have to spend the money because it's already included in their package. And now maybe we get more fans from it. And, And, you know, April 30th, Day of Reckoning is one of our bigger cards. So, uh I'm really hoping that we get a, a tremendous turnout. And then, and I know it's a long and it's a big if, you know, we went to the Dollar Loan Center uh, this past weekend, me and Joey. I yeah. got invited by my guy, Omar, Omar Cruz, who works for uh, these for the Knights. And he's one of the directors of the corporate partnerships. And he had bought a meet and greet with uh, John Morrison. And his wife is a huge fan. And he came late and he was like, hey, I bought the package. I'm like, hang on, you know, intermission or after the show. And he came back at the end of the show. And then I started, you know, taking care of everybody, kind of forgot. And then I saw him. I'm like, hang on a second. And I talked to John and he came out and as always, you know, superhuman being chatted with them for minutes. You know, it wasn't like, oh, OK, take a picture. Thanks. I'm, I, I, I got to catch my plane. I'll see you later. Nah, he sat and chatted. They were big fans. You know, they loved it. And then he hit me up, like, before I left. And he was like, hey, here's my card. This is what I do. I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, hey, come check out a football game. And, you know, any information? Do you have a uh, sponsor pack? And I'm like, oh, okay. Sounds great. Went to the game. Beautiful arena. Holy cow. First time there. Uh we're figuring it out. It's like, wow, this thing's got to see at least two, 3,000. And then right. Omar came over and it was like, oh, yeah, it says 5,700. And that's in an indoor football setting. If you had a wrestling ring in the middle, it'd be another 800 to 1,000. So it's wow. like, man, I'd love to do a show here. But even if we did great, we would do 800 to 1,000. So I got some ideas. And if they're willing to do this partnership and sponsorship, I would love to do the, the 15th anniversary. Now, it, you know, it's a crazy thought, and I'm throwing it out there, that for the 15th anniversary, we would do a free show at the Dollar Loan Center, and we would get sponsors to cover. Like the, You know, we have sponsors now on the smaller shows. They have beautiful little uh, mini suites and things like that. And... If, if we could work out with the room, I think we could get the top name talent. And like, that's, that's my goal for, you know, uh, you know, the bucket list goal is to do a show there. And I think, uh, you know, I saw my good buddy, Jeff from tough enough. He's been doing it for a few years, packed a Mac and he would do right. free, a free show. And he'd put in seven, eight, 10,000 people. Cause he'd get the sponsors that would come in 
And they would cover because they didn't get the room for free, obviously. And it's toughened off a lot of the people. But we have a free show. Even the lowest of the low that are in our battle royal students who've never sold a ticket, now they wouldn't have to sell a ticket. They could get 2050. I believe we can put a few thousand people in there for a free anniversary show. And, you know, I would definitely have some marquee names there. And we could do stuff like meet and greets and, and signings and separate things to where I believe that we could make it feasible. So, you know, make keep this recording just in case. <laughs> right, exactly. But, you know, I, I, I think I could put the game plan together. He seems to be eager to work with us, which is, is, is amazing. You know, and it's kind of like, wow, man, you know, I'm looking and they got all these sponsors all over the place. And it's like, all these people are giving you money. Why would you give me money? You know, and it's like, right. That's the, the, the fan, the fan guy in me that started this for the love of wrestling, you know? And it's like, why would this guy who's all the way up there want to do that with us? And it's like, well, he loves wrestling. He likes what we do. You know, he's from Arizona. He used to see the uh, old Cactus League wrestling and knew Miranda because he's like, hey, where's that girl, the ring announcer from? And I said, oh, she's from Arizona. He's like, oh, okay, I thought I knew her. I used to go to shows in Tucson, which was Cactus League. And Remy was there and he knew saw and he knew who he was and, 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 and a bunch of our guys who used to work that show. So it's like uh, they're coming down for the show Friday and, you know, hopefully they like what they see. But, yeah, you know, moving forward, it's like, wow, we got back at the Silverton. Uh, we're talking uh, the Sahara Event Center. Uh, Dan, the owner there, awesome dude, looking to want to do stuff. They totally gutted that place, the, the hockey rink, roller rink, whatever you call it. That doesn't exist anymore. It's a giant event center. And, wow, you know, and – a buddy of mine was coming to town to run a, uh, a nightclub that he's run throughout the United States. He's uh, looking to do something uh, at a major casino on Fremont Street. And we're supposed to be talking about going there. And it's like the Silver Nugget's still in play. And, you know, it's crazy. And, you know, if, you know, a third of everything we're working on pans out, it'll be a great year. And if more than that, you know, sky's the limit. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of how things come in waves. But again, you know, don't want to get the hopes up too high. But it's like, man, this is definitely a passion. Because I know many years ago we were looking at the Cox Pavilion. Because uh, sure. that Lucha Libre USA came to town and we helped them out. And they did the Thomas and Mac and it was fucking embarrassing. There was literally like 500 people in an 18,000 seat arena. And it was funny because it was like Rocky Romero was under a mask. There was a lot of good talent that you didn't know who they were because they were working that gimmick of, you yeah. know, Luke, Mark Gindrak, uh, Relic when it was Johnny the Bull and things like that. And there was nobody there. And I remember getting a price in the Cox Pavilion and thinking, Man, if we could do like the Hardy Boys versus the Young Bucks at that time there, like, hey, we might be able to, you know, sell this place. But, man, the Dollar Loan Center, easy to get to. 
beautiful building. $15 parking was a little much for a minor league football team, though. I'll tell you that. But that was one thing. And they had to make their money. And it was like, great. It was free tickets. And it cost us 70 bucks between eating Chicken Shack, uh, some crumb. That wasn't even Crumble Cookie. It was another cookie place. But they had Rolling Smoke Barbecue. And they had all these uh, vendors in there. Rosati's Pizza as well as their own bars and stuff. So, you know, the setup was great. You know, they, they, they had a line at the end after the game was over. They basically had all the football players come out and they had tables and they all did autograph signings. And I'm like, oh, okay, minor league football guys, you know, no big deal. The atmosphere was way better than the XFL game for sure. But there was literally, we were walking out the door, and we see people standing. And we're like, what the fuck? What, what are people standing around for? It was for the floor access to get to the autographs. So there was hundreds of people that were waiting in line to get a free autograph from a guy who plays indoor football for the Vegas team and, and the other team from San Diego. And it was wow. interesting. You know, the dynamic, there was a ton of kids. You know, I got a, I got a lot of helpful information by looking and watching how they did things. You know, they had a lot of a lot of uh, younger kids there, families, and it was definitely a great atmosphere. And they did a lot of stuff with like group tickets, which really kind of put me to mind to, like, hey, do these guys contact you? Do you contact them? And he's like, oh yeah, we you know we contact the youth organizations, the sports teams. And, and, you know, they probably offer them package deals that, you know, because tickets started like 12 bucks. So it isn't like, hey, you're paying 60 bucks a ticket. So, you know, right. you do 12 bucks. And I even saw online, it was like $30. And it was like, you got a hot dog, you got two drinks, you got a, a hat, and you got tickets. And they were $30 each. But if you do a group thing and it's like 10 bucks to get in, I'm pretty sure it's easy to sell. And it's things that we could you know, market our way to maybe getting more uh, dynamic because we have a much older fan base for wrestling than I think a lot of other people do. Like GCW, you know, for sure can do a 21 and under show. We can't, but we do 80, 80% at least of our fan base is over 21. So, you know, if a kid wants to come, he's got to bring at least one parent. So if there's two yeah. kids, you're going to might have uh, four people come instead of one guy. Like we just put out tickets on Eventbrite and it was funny. It was like, oh, you have a ticket order. I'm like, oh, cool. And it's like one ticket, one ticket, one ticket, one ticket. It's like, man, can we get at least a couple of two or threes, you know? And it's just because, you know, what we've been geared to, you know, marketing is difficult you know in facebook obviously you're probably not going to get the 12 year old because a lot of parents aren't going to have their 12 year olds have an account so they'll be like hey dad there's a wrestling show john john morrison from wwe is going to be there well they may not see that because in our day and age nobody's nobody's running a commercial on raw and smackdown for that 12 year old kid to see and if right. they do he probably fast forwarded through the commercial and probably didn't watch it to Tuesday afternoon anyway. 
Yeah. So, you know, there has to be a different way because there's so much going on, so much to do, so much more wrestling in town. It's like you got to differentiate yourself. You got to think out of the box. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, that's an interesting thought. Um, when you, when you think about how, um, you know, how much goes into, let's just say a casino show when you elevate that to something as big as, doing a bigger arena show um and and you know it's possible to draw fans there's no doubt that you can get a crowd of you know 800 900 a thousand um but is the logistics of advertising like how hard is that now to reach that audience because obviously you reach your base with your social media, but how do you expand upon is, you know, is it a combination of flyering and, you know, um, or, or do you even have to potentially look at trying to sell, uh, you know, local companies on like, Hey, you know, this would be great. Uh, you know, buy a 12 pack, that type of thing. Like, what would you do? For something as massive as that you know it, it it really is a tough question you know you know thank god i do more than just book the shows you know what i'm saying absolutely uh, there is a thousand other things that go into doing these things now the sure. problem becomes yeah everything you say marketing team research things like that but it it's a twofold issue. It's like, okay, hey, Matt, I want to hire you to go out there and make all these calls and, and, and go through that. And we've had numerous people go in because it's a commission base. I can't pay five guys 200 bucks each to right. try to get money brought in. So I'm going to put out $1,000 more to hope that you bring in 10 tickets. Well, I just paid you more than the equivalent of the 10 tickets. So, you know, guys like Hayter and Lawson, and they've all made the contacts, but the bottom line is everybody who sponsors FSW has been a wrestling fan who comes to the wrestling shows. Right. Garth Wall has sold tons of cars because of FSW. Shit. He's made good business just selling cars to people who wrestle for FSW. (laughs) As well as as the fans like Brandy and her crew and and all these people have bought cars. And it's a sponsorship that works. He isn't paying corporate sponsorships $5,000 a month or something like crazy like that he's helping kick in and MK who likes to help kick in and future legends we're we're partnering up on the show doing it together and in the past when we first started hey stone trade they were wrestling fans I I ended up handing them out a flyer at at a Thomas and Mac or something 
and they had the marble and the granite and I went to see them and they love wrestling. And what was funny was I think I met them because I was looking for marble or granite. And then we were talking and he had mentioned that he had gotten a flyer from me because he didn't know it was me at the time, but he had gotten a flyer for a wrestling show. And we talked and we were doing the TV and he paid us to be a sponsor for the wrestling because he was a wrestling fan. Yeah. And no matter where you go, we met Lawson because he worked at like T-Mobile or something at the Boulevard Mall and I handed him a flyer. And and then all of a sudden, you know, he ended up coming around a long time later and things like that. And you can't make money if you're only getting wrestling fans who own businesses that are willing to advertise. Because sometimes right. you have a business that makes absolutely no sense, obviously. Now, the right. key word is, how do you get that? Like, when I hit up Omar, like, hey, bro, like, how do you even know about the show? And it was like, oh, my, my girlfriend, she's a huge fan of John Morrison. She called him Johnny Mundo, so obviously they're Lucha Underground. And she saw that he was going to be in Vegas. And it was like, hey, you need to get us tickets. And that was his experience of finding out about FSW. And hopefully, you know, this partnership can go a, a long way because, man, I'll be picking this dude's brain anytime I get the opportunity. It's like yeah. almost like cringy because it's like, I don't want to be like a fucking annoyance to the dude. Like, hey, what about this? And hey, what about that? Because here's a guy who's done that. And a lot of these companies do it not for, hey, I'm going to make so much money because I'm advertising on channel 5.2 on Fox for indoor football. You know what I mean? Like how many people are watching indoor football, the minor league hockey, the G League that doesn't draw that great? But it's a community partnership. Right. So, well, you know, the one annoyance was I saw Eggworks was a sponsor. So, of course, they were like, hey, event place, diversion amusements. And I had to tell the guy, yeah, I hate these motherfuckers. Oh, what happened? I'm like, yeah, two weeks before the show, they decided that they wanted to take more money to do a one-off concert than us bringing them money six times a year. And it was like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah he owns the Eggworks and the Egg and I and, and stuff like that. But they're paying good money, and it's beautiful. It's like the Orleans Arena, a little smaller, and it has, you know, all the things there. There's so many marquees, and on the board that you're getting plug, plug, plug. It was like, you know, the Egg and I replay of the game, and, you know, the rolling smoke, and, hey, I got a ticket for a week. So if I show my ticket, I get a free appetizer, at one of the at Rolling Smoke or one of the stores that they have because the other team missed a field goal and the Vegas right. team kicked a field goal or they scored X amount of points and all you had to do was you know show the mobile ticket and a chicken shack you get a free little four piece or, or whatever it was and you have a week to do it and it's community partnerships and. Sure. So let me ask you then, um, out of curiosity, 
what would that mean if FSW was to look into, uh, you know, doing something like that so you could get your eyes exposed to uh, that type of crowd? Is that even, like, financially possible? Yeah. I don't know what financially possible about it let's just say it's not financially possible if we got to shell out thousands of dollars right now if we're able out things and they're going to be involved with our as a sponsorship there's so many different things that we can do like hey what are you guys doing cinco de mayo is there a game that weekend you know with with sam adonis and that crew you know, hey, maybe we could bring the ring down and do something. You, you know what I mean? It's like it's right. trying to come up with ideas that gets us seen because we provide for them. Hey, we're going to do this for you. This is what you could do for us, you know, at the live event. Hey, you know, like to welcome future stars of wrestling, you know, to the Vegas Nighthawks or the Silver Knights. Or, hey, we got a big show. And Chris Bay or John Morrison will throw out the first football. Or, hey, we do a thing where, you know, Santana Jackson comes out and gets beat up by somebody. You know, whatever it is. You know, their big 300-pound lineman goes face-to-face with Juicy. You know what I mean? It's 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 all entertainment. Because it's smoke and mirrors when it comes to the actual football. It isn't like, oh my God, I'm going to watch the best football players in the world. No, you're going to watch, you're going to have an atmosphere. It's all about the atmosphere. And the atmosphere is through the roof. And the music's playing. And that's what they talk about with the Golden Knights, man. It's like you're going to a party. And whether you like hockey or not, yeah. To me, the game was the background. You're watching everything what's going on. People are up in the, you see them up in the suites and you see the families. And, you know, there's so many balls that go into the thing and everybody's going for the ball. And the ushers are throwing a ball in if it goes into a spot. And and people are just there to hang out and have a good time. And, you know, and, and they'll pay for overpriced food and drink. Yeah. Because it's, it's a night out. And that's always what's been the issue of the FSW arena. It's the hardcore wrestling fans. Because what are we offering you? Good wrestling. Okay. Well, at the at the casinos, you're eating. You're drinking. You're gambling. Right. You're hanging out with a bunch of people. And our facility is much smaller. And you're... The only thing you have is the wrestling. And, of course, there's the atmosphere because we, you know, I'll, I'll say more people have met each other and became friends from FSW than anybody did from going to G League game or an indoor football game or a minor league hockey game. Sure. Because the wrestling is that tight-knit community you know, it's that that forbidden fruit. Hey, you know, oh, you like wrestling? Oh, you you know it's fake, right? Like, yeah, okay, moron. No, it's fucking. Talking about. And we all have the same response to that person. Like, yeah, why don't you try to get in there for thirty seconds and yeah. 
you know, I'll have Tom Waller show you show you a couple of moves. Right. Stupid motherfuckers. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, 161,000 people at WrestleMania over two nights. That's right. more than the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. So the key is to tap in. When you're a smaller show, when you're a show based in Las Vegas, where there's millions and millions of things to do, it's like going to that game made me step back and watch what was being done and trying to see things, as I said, and and pick the brain and what could we do? Because again, easy for him to walk into the job. He obviously left his job. He worked for the Coyotes hockey team in Arizona and he moved and he's the senior director of corporate partnerships. So that's probably a pretty high up position. Right. They say, Hey, Omar, I need you to come to Vegas. We're not paying you, but we're going to give you a percentage of stuff, but we're going to start you at zero. Well, no, they're a major company with millions of dollars backing him. They probably offered him more money than he was making there, plus whatever benefits he was getting. So now right. it's like, that's there, and we're here. So now it's like, okay, how do we make it to where it's feasible for somebody who's capable of doing those things and willing to devote 20 hours a week of their time, not three? Because I knew the, the problem in the past was they would cold call people. Uh, it was hater and a few people lost and whatever. Hey, blah, 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 future stars of wrestling. Well, if they didn't like wrestling, they were already turned off. Not in. Right. You couldn't even get to the numbers of, hey, we draw 600 people on a good casino show. We draw 100 to 200 at our small venue show. We were doing TV on the CW, and we were following Everyone Loves Raymond. Well, hey, on the CW, I can get a commercial uh, randomly for 25 bucks. Okay, well, how am I going to charge you 50? Right. Because they're, they're doing volume. We're trying to get, hey, give us a couple hundred bucks a week and we can get you on. Well, I can get I can get four commercials of Everybody Loves Raymond and uh, Big Bang Theory on, on my LVTV. Why would I pay you to do that? I don't even like fucking wrestling. Yeah. What's your answer? Like, hey, we got a good demographic. Our demographic feels that we can fit, you know. Our demographic is, you know, 21 to 60, whatever. And... You know, you go from there. And the people that do do it do see the value in it. You know, Garth is doing it for years. Well, obviously, he wouldn't be doing it and giving me money if he didn't sell a fucking car. He's got to be selling some cars, and and, and he loves wrestling. So, hey, he gets to come to the show. He gets the shout-outs. Everybody in our fan base... They are, as we said, tight-knit community. They hang out. They become friends. When we had Firehouse Subs, all of a sudden, before the show, 30 people would cheer up to Firehouse Subs. Yeah. Uh, That was way more money than we were getting from them. So it was a benefit. 
Now, that's only coming from the days of the show. What about other days when now you want to sub? Hey, you know, the guy from from Firehouse Subs comes in. You know, why go to Jimmy John's? Why go to Jersey Mike's? We like the guy here. He's a wrestling fan. Right. So on our day off and we want to sub, we're going to go over there. So that's what FSW can offer somebody. But if you don't like wrestling, you don't understand what it is, you don't get it, then in most cases, unless you're WWE, Snickers don't give a fuck. They know that they draw what they draw and what money they bring in. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to do stuff. We we're prime in, you know, the prime hydration that Logan Paul's part owner of. And again, you need these companies that are grassroots, you know, that they came in the one day and we plastered them, you know, guys got the, the drinks. They had the prime girls come in. It was great. They come in and now all of a sudden everybody's cutting little 30 second promos because, hey, they're they're getting they're getting free drink. They're putting it over and hopefully the, their sponsorship brings in more money, more money means more money. Yeah. You know, I, I, when people get sponsored and things like that, there's more money that goes to the town. So, right. you know, it, it becomes an avalanche. And, you know, you, you have to get the ball rolling. So, you know, with everything going on and having different venues and different options. And, you know, hopefully, you know, that creates more opportunities to get people, you know, on board. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's pretty, uh, <clears throat> it's pretty fascinating too. Um, when you think about like, these are the types of things that you don't hear much about in terms of, you know, what it takes to, um, especially in this town, kind of find those connections because you know you're not talking about a small town where you're just getting ads into programs and stuff like that where that was always a traditional type of way for um independent wrestling to kind of get its advertising is it's just local smaller towns having these smaller companies um you know being a bigger company in a bigger city it's pretty fascinating to you know, see what the process is in trying to get that word out here in a huge area. Um, and also you're fighting against the tourism market too, which is one of the things that I don't think, you know, FSW gets enough credit for is being able to draw and retain um, a crowd base when you have so much going on. And it's it's just amazing to see. Um, really quick, if, as, if I made a if I made a list, you know, it's like, hey, what do we need? And everybody talks about next level, and you need a full time staff of, of of forty people, and yeah. that's that is not able to be done because. There's people that want to do it, okay? But when WWE says, I need 
this person. They're going to get the 10 best people capable of doing that job. Right. And they will be paid accordingly. We're going to get people that are looking to get that foot in the door, but you're not going to get the best salesperson because they already have a really good job. So unless you're able to top that, right, they have to now love wrestling and want to do it part time, which doesn't really put forth the effort. Right. So, yeah, we have pretty good production. Mikey's very good. But we're always scrambling for camera people because they want hundreds of dollars an hour. Yeah. And, you know, we're not paying $500 out to have somebody film, you know, and and that's having the non-stationary hard cam, you know, where somebody's monitoring it. It's like we just have to stick it up there. You know, you need millions of dollars. You know, even the companies like MLW, they're funded. Impact is funded. Yeah. AEW is funded. They had to buy their time. Nobody gave them time. They bought the time and now they could sell. And of course, TBS or whatever, they try to, you know, give them the lead in. But the corporate sponsorships are all through Tony Khan. Well, is he able to get some? Fucking A right. His father owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, NFL. Hey, you know, we're going to charge you this, and we're also going to include you in the wrestling package. But you're probably, in most cases, buying the Jacksonville Jaguars NFL package. Everybody wants to be a sponsor of an NFL team. Yeah. So it, it takes a lot to get out there. And, you know, the key is finding people that where we're lucky a guy like mikey i found mikey pretty much hacking our shit it's like all of a sudden somebody posted it through somebody and this motherfucker who i have no idea who he is it's like he's filming and editing fsw shit my fucking footage without my knowledge and it turned out there was a guy i forgot his name he actually uh did some work with us and it was his cousin or something i'm like what the fuck is he doing it's like so he comes to my show and starts filming everything and then posts his shit as his own not as his own company but as his own stuff so i end up talking to him i'm like well if you want to do it, it looks pretty good, but you can't just come in and, and come into the arena and take our shit and go to Samstown, film everything, and put it out as if it's your own. You don't even work for us. I don't even know you. It was like, okay. I'm like, well, why don't you do it for us? Well, it gives him a bigger platform. So he did it for us. It was the first time of knowing of who Mikey was, you know? Yeah. And we brought people in and. I call it the magic beans. Uh, when I used to work at the strip club, the, the owner, Rick Belcastro, uh, he'd run the club and didn't want to do what was necessary. So there'd always be people from other clubs coming in and they were going to turn things around for him. And I'm going to give you this list of people that I'm going to be bringing in. 
and you're going to give me X amount of dollars and I'm going to get all these girls for you to work the club. And for a week or two, they'd be treated like kings because there was a nice restaurant there. So he'd get, they'd, they'd get to come into the club, they get a free steak dinner, they get that schmooze. And after two weeks, some would even get hired as managers. Brought nothing to the fucking table, nothing changed. It was the magic beat. These guys would come in. And it's the same thing with the guys here. Oh, I can do this, and I can do that, and I'm gonna do this for you. And one month, two months, three months, most likely they're gone or they've really brought nothing to the table because talk is cheap. You know, I've talked to a million people, you know, the only one that it was ever really came to fruition was, Oh yeah. You know, we want to, we want to have you guys train and go to China and we do this. And it's like, yeah, okay. I've heard this one fucking before. And they actually did go to China and it did last a little bit for everybody. But in most cases, it's pipe dreams that people are selling to other people. So someone's going to tell me something, whether they legitimately believe it or they don't legitimately believe it. To me, it's all a con until it comes to fruition. Like, and not saying that I believe everything's a con when somebody tells me something, but I don't believe it until I see it. It's like, generate something first everybody could tell me that this is what you can do because in a lot of cases there's always an excuse after the fact as to why well you didn't and and it's always somebody else's fault and it's fsw's fault why you didn't get us this and you didn't get us that and hey we want to do this over there and it's like okay you know let me know And, and and that's why i'm very possessive when it comes to allocating because people you know i've allocated more over the last few years but in the beginning i didn't want to allocate as i said i go to thomas and mac and i see a guy who's a wrestler take my fucking flyers and throw them in the garbage right okay well if i'm going to succeed i can't rely on you it's not your company why why do I know you're going to go out there for two hours and hand out flyers. Maybe you do it for 20 minutes and you're like, ah, fuck this. I don't give a fuck. I know how it's like standing in front of a venue and it's WWE and trying to hand out a flyer and nobody gives a fuck. And it's like, dude, we got all these stars on there, but it ain't WWE. So you don't give a shit. It's frustrating. It's annoying. I'm the guy who's running the company and doing it and being frustrated. Imagine you just being a guy who's trying to wrestle on the show, spending an hour, basically somebody seeing the flyer and let it fall out of their own hand onto the floor because they don't give a shit. So it made me have to do as much as I could because if my business was going to fail, I needed to make sure that I did everything I could and not relied on other people. Right. And whether that's Joe being stubborn or Joe being uh, non-delusional on expecting other people. Like my kid all the time. Like, oh, I can't believe they didn't post a flyer, they didn't share. Yeah, because they don't give a shit. You know? If you're you're not going to be on the show anyway. Share the motherfucker. Yeah. 
if you're a roster guy and you're not on the show, then you're unhappy, upset, whatever. You're not on the show. Well, why would? Then you're on the show, but you're not on the flyer. And then you don't want to share the flyer. And it's like, man, it's hitting the fucking button. And just like when it comes to doing the venues and dealing with the people and, well, why can't they do this? Like, why can't the venue help market it? Because they don't care. Samstown didn't care. They put the tickets out. You got a fucking flyer? We'll, we'll put the flyers over there by the uh, Samstown Live. We'll put the the marquee up if you got it. And I used to, at Samstown, I'd go fucking nuts. I'd hand them the, the, the video and I'd have to like check in. Like, where's the fucking shit? The show's in four weeks. Hey, where's the shit? It's now in two weeks. Oh, I got to check. Like, because they're done. They're not worried whether our marquee's up. They sent it to who they were supposed to and never checked to make sure it was up because it right. isn't their concern because they didn't pay for the room. Shit, we'd go in the Silverton and somebody would ask somebody about the wrestling show and they'd be like, what wrestling show? Like, your box office doesn't even know what events are here. Right. So everything's grassroots. And, you know, talking with the Silverton. Wow, he actually asked me, like, hey, whatever you got, you got any logos, you got flyers, you got stuff, because we want to put it on the marquee. Well, hey, having a marquee that's on the highway, basically, and 50,000 cars a day pass through it, well, there's a good chance if you're driving from the South Point to North Las Vegas or anywhere in Vegas, you're going to see it at least once in a month because it's going to run for 30 seconds on a loop of four minutes of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, hey, we're going to put it on the Silverton marquee when you're driving into the Silverton, the Vail Pavilion. Hey, live wrestling. I used to love driving into the into the parking garage and the parking lot. And it's like you'd almost like hesitate at the stoplight because you, for the first time, you wanted to see it. You right. know what I mean? Sure. It's like, man, this is great. And even with Samstown, when they used to put it up, and it's like, what the fuck is it? Like, you know, we paid for this. And yeah. it's frustrating. But it also made things easier because so many people, so much traffic from Boulder Highway are seeing your stuff that right. advertising would cost thousands. We knew what it was like. You know how cool it was that by Boulder Station, there was a giant fucking billboard that had yeah. Matt Hardy and Tyshawn Prince and Rebby Sky and whoever that that wasn't one of those portable ones. Like Samstown gave us they had it available. We had to pay for the change, which was probably 500 bucks. And it sat there for a month. And you're seeing Matt Hardy's going to be in a show. Maybe that was the reason why we drew 900 people. I don't know. But, you know, that's another thing. Another option to go back into is those mobile billboards that they yeah. play for like 10 seconds. And I think there's 20 of them. And they rotate on the highway. And yeah. they usually run about like 500 bucks a week. But it's like trying to make people see it, you know, 
The problem right. wasn't as good as Chris Bay and, and Kevin Cross were. Nobody really knew who they were. Right. But if you're having a, a John Morrison and you're having a Matt Hardy and you're having a Rhino and you're having like these mega stars that people have seen in the wrestling business for years, then there should be a good reason to have it. Right. But it's also probably good because I know through Facebook and Twitter, a lot of people don't really like Facebook that much. And yeah. it's the younger crowd who likes Instagram. Well, the one thing you can't beat is seeing it while you're driving. You can't stop that. There's no way you can like avoid it because it's in your face. You have to see it. You right. can turn commercials off. I can't even, I couldn't watch a commercial because everything I have is a streaming service. Sure. So, and if you have cable and you have direct TV, those are totally different on USA Network than the local Raw ad that would air on Cox Cable. So now right. you're even having less people watch that and Dish Network and whatever it is or waiting for the next day on Hulu or whatever. So, yeah. you know, it reopens your mind on what you need to do, having the right people in place because the success you're going to have is based on the people around and yeah. I'm not an easy person to just welcome you in and believe everything you're going to do you know in my eyes you got to earn what you're getting and you know in all honesty that's the way it should be yeah no it's a it's a very fascinating conversation um and again, it's an insight that a lot of people don't uh, usually get. And hopefully people kind of, uh, you know, understand a little bit more what goes into um, the actual aspect of marketing and promoting, uh, you know, on a bigger scale here in Las Vegas, um, which is, you know, again, a fascinating animal in itself. Um, and, uh, you know, we can... Uh, we're going to hit on the upcoming shows over the next couple of weeks uh, since it's almost show after show after show. Um, it's it's incredible. Uh, but the uh, the show on the 14th, which if you're listening to this, is tonight at the FSW Arena. And again, a huge card uh, with some really good matches. And uh, there's going to be some pretty good stories going on, too. So... Um, you know, if you uh, have been following Xander and uh, Ice Williams, that's a great story right now. Um, you know, come down and see what's going on. Uh, you know, the Battle Royal, like I said, that's going to be something. It's the first one that is an all-female Battle Royal. So uh, a lot of new faces and a lot of really good, uh, strong, up-and-coming women in that Battle Royal. So... That's yeah, and, 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 the, and the great thing is, you know, obviously a lot of the women have never appeared in FSW before or in a long time. And, uh, you know, the ones that stand out, there's no doubt they will be reached out to again. So I know it's, it's difficult. It's like I was telling the girl in Texas, you know, it's like, well, to be honest with you, I appreciate your, I appreciate the hustle. 
And that's part of the reason it's like, you want to get out here. You want to do that. You're, you're taking a giant step on your own to do this. You know, if she shows any potential, you know, you definitely have to, you know, look at somebody like that who's going out of their way to make it a point like, Hey, this is, I'm doing it. Let's go. You know? And it's like the Brittany Brooks is and, you know, the gin Savannah's and gypsy Mac being out here. As I told gypsy Mac came in, uh, Dante King, they both relocated. You know, I hear really good things about Dante King. He's going to be working on the pre-show, uh, most likely against Jimmy Jack. So, we're, we're, we're going to see. Uh, Dante was trained by Gino Rivera, who, you know, yeah. a lot of people know. Uh, basically, uh, Danny Limelight's lackey in the tag team they did a few years ago. So, Gino, if you're listening, hey, you know. But so the, the thing is, as I told Gypsy Mac, you know, take the bookings you got to take. You know, there's 30 guys, there's six, seven girls. You know, there's only eight matches. So right. at most, there's going to be one or two women's matches on shows. And between Viva and Maz and Rochelle and Alice Blair and Tanaya and people that we bring in, there's only so many opportunities. So, you know, when you do get that opportunity, you definitely do need to take advantage of it because, yeah. you know, the strong survive, man. This is the business. And if, if, if you're the one coming in from Arizona and you're outshining the one that lives in Vegas, it is what it is. I'm trying to provide the best women, the best men, the best tag teams, the best shows. And that's what's trying to incorporate into it. Like I said, on the 14th, man, there's storylines galore going on. You yeah. know, you got the TBD, you got the Xander and, and Ice Williams, you know, the 1%. And West Coast Wrecking Crew, I'm always calling them the 1%. They're wrestling Fresco and Watson on the 30th. You know, yeah. they pinned them at the Mecca. You got Damian Drake and Cody. You got Jay Vidal and Matt Vandegrift. I guess I can announce that for the 30th. Uh, Wait, is that uh, the 30th time, uh, Joe? Turn, Jay Vidal. What's that? Is, is, is that for the 30th time that you can announce it? Because <laughs> this, this is what they're... they're their 18th match or 19th? It could be. They're working PCW the week before that. So uh, I just want to thank them for always taking the match I'm about to book, like Toa and Tito, uh, right before we're going to do it. So, you know, and then we got the whole storyline with with Class and Devin Reno and recruiting Jordan Cruz and Remy getting involved and Primo Henio getting involved. So... You know, we got that. And we got the battle of the young tag teams with the Suavecitos and the regulators and the Suavecitos feeling slighted like they always do. And, you know, look in the mirror, man. It's a, it's a lot easier to deal with a team like the regulators who are so passionate and excited and will do anything to get on an FSW show. You know, you can bitch all you want about not being on a show, but when I have you booked and you ended up taking another booking and didn't con- contact me about it, well, it's hard to get you back into the mix when I had to use the regulators because you couldn't make the show and you could be bitter all you want. So now when you were available, that doesn't mean, Oh, let me drop everything. 
they're available. Hey guys, yep. are you available uh, or, or did you take another booking? Oh, you took another booking. Okay. Please let me know when you're available so I can make sure that I go out of my way for you. Because that's the mentality of the younger guys. Yeah. Again, it's like, okay, there's, hey, you're my priority or B, if it matches up, great. Well, true, it's, it's one or the other. If you say you're a priority, you find my dates. And then you say, hey, am I going to be booked on that one? And I'm like, hey, you know what? Take that booking. It'll be good for you. You, you know, you're getting to get beat up by the West Coast Wrecking Crew or Tito and Chase, Wabasitos. Take that booking. You know, and again, I, I'm not against that. But it's like, hey, if I did have a plan for you, you know, I need to know beforehand. That's why we post the dates. You know, we say, hey, here's the next like all the shows that I'm talking to you about, we've have on the student page. And in yeah. some cases, we'll hear, hey, I'm available for all these. And it even could be a Jeffrey Excellence. Well, it's great you're available for the Mecca, but you're not going to be on the show. But we do appreciate that you're going to be there to help. Because if he's not on the show, you can always count on a Jeffrey Excellence, a Jimmy Jack, that no matter what, those motherfuckers are always there. So now yeah. I got a pre-show match. So, yeah. Unless Jimmy Jack's banged up or whatever, I'm going to try to make sure he's the guy who gets that match over somebody else because right. he's earned it. You know, right. he's put in the hard work. His character's over. There's nothing you could say, man, I can't believe you put Jimmy Jack in and not that person. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and then Dante King. So, there's going to be 10 matches. There's a pre show. So, there's there'll be nine. Which I, as I said, I didn't really want to get to, but unfortunately, uh, we did. So, yeah. And you get hey. to see Big Bond. So let's see the hype, man. He, he's the stunt double for the Young Rock. Uh, he's gotten championships all over the West Coast. Uh, yep. Chris Bay has put him over as a as a future star. So let's get him early. We like to get those guys early. We, you know that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you haven't seen uh, Big Fonz, uh, I think just just seeing him, you'll be impressed. You know, the guy is not uh, he's not someone who walks in an arena and you just kind of go, oh, who's that guy? I, I, I'm, I'm thinking when the ladies see him, they may have a new favorite wrestler. Just saying. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, well, that's, well, what we're looking at, uh, here coming up on the 14th, uh, again, uh, you can catch it at FSW arena seven o'clock. And, uh, of course you can, uh, get the FSW network, uh, $6.99 a month and, uh, check it out. And, uh, we'll talk more, uh, next week about the 30th and, um, uh, some of the stuff, of course, that happens on the 14th, we'll, kind of see where that leaves us for the 30th as well and uh, see if there's any uh, new uh, announcements coming uh, next week after uh, this this week's shows and events that happen. And that's one of the best things. Stories, stories, stories. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong uh, with uh, seeing TVD's deterioration in front of our eyes, maybe. I don't know. I'm interested now to see what uh, what's going to be said at this interview. So it's it's good shit. Yeah, 
I'm excited to hear what they have to say myself. You know, they've been, they've been struggling, you know, and right now there really hasn't been a lot of uh, blame tossed other than the one time when uh, Hero decided to wrestle the singles match and then got hurt and couldn't even uh, wrestle for the tag titles. So. Yeah. And I know they're good friends, so hopefully, uh, you know, sometimes you need to refocus after you hit that downward spiral, you know what I mean? Yeah, and we'll we'll see if they're able to. So this is uh, good stuff coming up, everyone. Thank you for tuning in this week, and uh, until next time, we'll see. You.